0: What's going on everybody welcome to frantic thoughts the most unexceptional geeky podcast on the web where I frantic aka Josh talk about gaming comics movies entertainment or whatever else is on my mind that week what I do each episode is I split it up into three topics so what we are going to start with is what's going on with me this week what's happening so honestly this week Not a whole lot's been going on. I've been working my ass off at my job, and it's been kind of terrible. It's been one of those weeks where I go in, and it feels like the guy that covered my shift, or covered the rest of the shifts for that day, didn't do much, and I have to go back and do his stuff and my stuff. So it's been rough for me at work, but I'm not going to talk about that too much. What one of the highlights I had, though, was doing Splatfest uh, last weekend. It was a good time. And if you don't know what Splatfest is, it's Splatoon Event. So Splatoon 2 came out on Switch a few weeks ago. I've been enjoying it a lot. I didn't really play the first one too much. But Splatoon 2 is really good. So what they do is they have these events. They're called Splatfest, and they have two you can select the team you want to be a part of. So if well this week, this time it was Ketchup versus Mayonnaise. So if you like Ketchup, pick Ketchup, like I did. Ketchup's amazing. Ketchup's the best. Team Ketchup all the way. Or you can pick a mayonnaise and lose and be losers and cheat or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> they've had a lot of different uh, events. They've had cats versus dogs, Decepti- Decepticons versus Autobots, and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Um, I've always wanted them, wanted them to do Waluigi versus Wario because Waluigi would win because Waluigi is way better. But that's besides the point i, w- I was kind of having a good time with that but the thing i noticed which was kind of annoying to me was they had i was playing team ketchup right get in a match four versus four what they do is they split the teams up uh four team ketchup and then four your rival team which would have been mayonnaise for this specific uh spot fest so i what happened is i kept getting matched with ketchup ketchup against ketchup and doesn't matter that that match doesn't just doesn't really matter because that doesn't count as a win it doesn't count as a loss it's more just of a neutral match and i noticed a lot of people on the web saying that they had this similar issue in mayo mayo won because of the number of matches they won and a lot of team ketchup were just playing ketchup people because there was an overwhelming amount of ketchups team ketchups i said ketchup like 80 times anyway <laughs> What I noticed is I felt like it was a little unfair for my team. But, hey, Mayo won. I can live with that. The circumstances weren't the best, but I had a good time. I I love Splatoon. Um, It's going to start becoming more on the back burner now. That other stuff is starting to come out. Um, I think that that Uncharted game is coming out really soon and Sonic Mania. So I'll be playing those probably more than I will be playing Splatoon, but it's always going to be there. And that's why I like a multiplayer game where I can pick up for a few matches and always come back. Um, also, we, we went to the comic stores and I, I picked up some stuff. Uh, I don't have it with me or near me right now, but I got Spider-Man Blue, which I've heard so many good things about. And it's, it's kind of a short collected series. I think it was only four issues originally and i actually look forward to reading it i i don't know a whole lot about it but i heard it's an awesome story so i got spider-man blue and i picked up the 2016 flintstones revival so it looks weird i was like this looks, looks kind of cool i want to try it out so I, I don't know i just grabbed it so I'm, i'll be reading those this week probably what else did i do I, it's been just kind of one of those weeks where i've just been kind of just chilling you know, uh, we watched Game of Thrones and Rick and Morty. I'll say that every week forever because those games are amazing. I mean, those games, those movies are amazing. Our shows. Wow. Terrible today. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty episode, Pickle Rick. That's the name of the, yeah. Uh, he turns himself into a pickle. Yes, it's what it what it sounds like. And it, it was pretty awesome. Uh, it sounds stupid, but it's that brand of stupid that Rick and Morty does so well. And man, that show's great. Uh, that's about it for what's been happening. Nothing too crazy this week. Uh, I might. I'm. I've been tempted to probably change the format again for the podcast, but for now, we're just gonna keep going with what I have. Uh, for right now, we're doing news of interest. News of interest. So there's a couple of things that I noticed that have been going on in the last the last three days, four days, something like that. Uh, the Shadow of War debacle. And I've been kind of reading up on it, and it sounds kind of like a little bit of hate going a little too far. Honestly, okay, this is what's going on with Shadow of War. They are adding microtransactions to the game. It's like a single-player game that has, you know, leveling up you. The, the main goal of the game is to claim more territory into uh, what happens is you, it's, it's set in the Mordor world. If you didn't play the first one uh, in this game, you're going to be going to bases, defeating the king or the, the king orcs of the area. Cause mostly you're going to be fighting it against orcs and you have this power where you can take over the orcs brain and make them fight for you. So what the microtransactions will do, will give you some more points as far as I could tell the, what I was reading, I don't I haven't played the game. So I, it's hard for me to describe it completely, But what it sounds like you can do is buy points with real money and use those points to buy orcs that are more powerful and that can help you beat the game faster and get through the game faster. Which seems a little BS, right? And the the worry that I have going into this game and the reason I'm thinking about not buying this game, because I really don't like the practice that much, it's not cosmetic. Whenever they have loot boxes or like a money system in a game, that's just cosmetic. Like Overwatch, I'm really fine with that because it's just the way you look. The game still plays the same no matter how you are, but hey, cool, that's a cool skin. You know, you can possibly earn it if you can play it long enough to get enough points, or you can buy the points and just earn the skin. I bought some loot boxes myself on Overwatch, and I don't regret it. I got some cool stuff out of it. You know, it is what it is. The just like shark cards, I don't I don't know a lot about it in GTA. I have a co-worker who plays GTA V. Uh, he told me about $50 in shark cards so you can buy a tank on GTA Online. I'm like, okay, do you play the game a lot? He's like, yeah, I play it every night with my friends. I'm like, cool, you know? That makes sense to me. So I cannot hate the microtransactions too much. But I worry that in Shadow of War, they're going to try to extend the gameplay out longer and make the times between uh capturing bases and uh you know defeating orcs or making the orcs harder or lengthening the the play time so that you're tempted to buy more it depends on how in your face these microtransactions are if they're kind of off to the side or a little less important but it's there if you want it i'm fine i'm kind of fine with that but if it's in your face and they try to force it down your throat which i hate if I'm playing a game and they force it down my throat, I really get frustrated. Uh, when I think about a game like that, let's see what it was. Oh, it was uh, Pagel. Uh, there's a Pagel game, uh, which is the Pop Camp game where you dropped a little ball in there. But it's a really fun phone game. Uh, there was a Pagel Blast game for phones. But you can only go like three turns or something. It's been a while since I played it, but it was a few turns. And after that, you have to buy coins or whatever. To keep going. So it was kind of like nickel and diming you so you can keep playing. And they did the same thing with Plants vs. Zombies on the phones too. So this is kind of like pretty prevalent on smartphones and games like that. So seeing it come to console games is fine for like cosmetic things. So I hope that Shadow of War doesn't extend out sections of the game just to make you feel like you have to buy more stuff. And honestly, if you hate this practice, do not buy Shadow of War avoid it completely just don't buy it it's not that hard just don't buy the game if you hate the microtransactions concept do not buy that game period and people if enough people do it the company will listen like oh maybe oh yeah maybe we shouldn't do this or if you buy the game don't do the microtransactions just play it normally and then make yourself heard online you know talk to the developers online talk to people that make the game online make your voice heard So stuff like this doesn't keep happening because this is the type of thing that we don't want to see as a trend. I don't want to have to be buying games later on down the road that every single game shouldn't have this in it. Like this game doesn't need that microtransaction thing in it. So I hope that for me, honestly, I'm kind of like neutral about this situation. Like I kind of don't dislike it for some games, but for this, I can't make 100% Distinction and 100% judgment on it. But for me, I, if, if, I, if I end up buying the game, I am not going to do the tra- microtransactions at least. Oh, yeah. Another game I could think of that does this is Call of Duty, which for me, a lot of people hate on Call of Duty. I actually enjoy the gameplay. I enjoy the multiplayer aspect of it. I have since Modern Warfare 2 in 2009. Yeah, 2009. It's one of my favorite shooters. That Modern Warfare 2 is one of my favorite shooters. I just like playing online and kicking ass online and learning the loadouts and doing all that stuff that call of duty has. But now they've had this thing since about three years, four years ago on advanced warfare. Yeah, I know all these game, these names start to blend together when you talk about call of duty, but they have this lottery system. So say you win a few matches, you can get points to unlock boxes and then do a lottery system. But what the problem is with that is they started introducing guns in Black Ops 3 and I haven't I never played the Infinite Infinite Warfare. I think that's the one that was last year. I never played them, but I know inside those boxes they started adding guns to the gameplay. Before it was just cosmetic, you can make your guy look badass, you can put different camos on your gun, different attachments, you know, stuff like that, some small some minor things, you know. But now they're adding complete new guns so people will buy a thousand dollars with with call call duty points or whatever it is just to get that gun and the gun is all the time most of the time pretty overpowered too i've noticed which yeah so if you're lucky enough to win that gun out of you know 500 boxes you're going to be amazing because it's an overpowered gun so microtransactions suck guys and we're seeing it from a lot of different companies, and I hope, it, in we know it's in Shadow of Mordor, or Shadow of War, sorry, so I hope they do it in a smart way, and that it's not in your face, and it doesn't kill the experience, because I had high hopes for that game, and I hope it turns out well. So we're going to roll on to the next news story of the week. We have this Hellblade fiasco. So Ninja Theory, they made Heavenly Sword in the DMC, the Devil May Cry reboot, DMC, a few years ago. They've been working on this game. They've been touting this concept of like indie AAA. That's that's what they call it. So they are a AAA team, but they're working on a smaller indie title that's, you know, 7 to 10 hours long. And they put it at a thirty dollars thirty dollar price point. So none of this is, none of this is based on the controversy I'm talking about. There's there's some controversy for this game, but I like the model. I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna start by saying I like that model. Thirty dollars, you know, short, but still it's a beautiful game. If you look at some gameplay, it looks fantastic. So I'm probably gonna buy this game thirty dollars. I gotta support them because I like the concept of indie AAA or double A, whatever you want to call it, that mid tier game that's really fun and really good and it's kind of short but it has that triple a feel to it yes yeah i'll love it and i'll play it forever i'll play those games forever it's getting great reviews too it's getting eights and nines mostly nines from everywhere Uh, so that's awesome i'm I'm excited to try that game when i have the time to play it Um, not in a rush to play it but it looks cool but the controversy around it is there is a notification that pops up when you play the game that basically is kind of saying that if you die multiple times and if you die too much, it might erase your save. So it says there's tendrils going up to your uh, up your arm, and it, if it gets to your head, you will lose all progress. Something along those lines. I don't have the quote directly in front of me. So people were freaking out about this, but I'm not going to spoil it. It might be a little bit of a plot spoiler to say if it actually happens or not. But from what I te- from what I can tell. It doesn't seem like it's an actual factual thing that happens. But I like that concept, though. To me, it's kind of a cool idea. So if I go into this game, and it's it's not a brutally hard game as far as it looks or sounds. It has challenge to it, just like any game would. But I think the concept of if you die a ton of times, you're possibly going to lose your save file and you have to start over. That's, that sounds insane. That's like a, one of those concepts that, I don't know, it just sounds so cool. It's just so like, I don't know, metal. That's what popped into my head. It sounds so metal. Like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, honestly, I, I don't have any problem with it if it actually is a real thing. Hold on. But. Whew, sorry. Got a little parched there. But. I lost my train of thought a little bit too. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> if that system is in the game, as long as it, it's like it, it has more of a plot uh, service to the plot, I'm kind of fine with it, but I can see you're playing a game seven, eight, nine hours and you die, you know, 30 times on a boss and then you just have to start all over. You know, uh, has anybody played Contra, Ninja Gaiden, any of those old games? <laughs> like... That's how old school games were, and this, as far as I could tell, it's not a fact, but the outrage online is just a little insane for what looks like a pretty awesome game. Um, I'm actually looking forward to trying it, and I kind of want to see if this is a real thing, and I want to see if, I think it's been tested, I think it's not true, I don't know 100%, I didn't read, Read. I don't want to read too much spoilers, I don't want to spoil myself too much, but I like that idea, In I don't know. I just think people get outraged over everything nowadays. So, I think that's probably the main two news of interest for the week that I can think of. So, we're going to roll right into the topic of the week. I don't know what kind, of, what kind of voice that was. Topic of the week. I wanted to talk, for the topic this week, I wanted to talk about Valve. Uh, their company, they publish games sometimes and they make games sometimes but they're mostly known for steam which is a digital rights management or drm program on the pc and it's the most popular one out there there are many other ones there's origin and gog galaxy and hmm there's more you play yeah so basically what it is you go into their store you can buy a game Downloaded on the, onto your computer, and everything's goes through them, and everything's in one launcher, which is Steam. So, they made Steam, and they made Half Life, and they made Portal, and they made Team Fortress. So, what you always see online, let me get. get I'm trying to get to my point here. <laughs> is they made Half Life, and they had Half Life One, Half Life Two, and then they made two episodes to Half Life Two, but Half Life. To Episode 2 ends in a cliffhanger, and everybody's been wanting a sequel for years. People have seen teaser images for a Team Fortress 3. A Portal 3 is this something that fans want, because Portal 2 is amazing. And then they have, what was the other one? Team Fortress. Portal. Oh, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead 3. Also, there's been job listings and other hints about that. So what I wanted to talk about is why Valve doesn't really make games anymore. And you know, I had this this topic in my mind, right? This last week when I st- when I made the podcast with Sierra, I was thinking that would be a cool topic to talk about because I know a decent amount about it and I know why they don't make games anymore. And then the international happens, which is Dota, they make Dota 2, which is uh it's a MOBA tactical strategy game, and they have like this big esports competition called the Inter- International every year. I think this is like the seventh one, something like that. And they came out on stage and like, we're gonna announce a new game, and I'm like, okay. And everybody's like, oh, guys, Valve I I was announcing a new game. Come see it. And I, I clicked over, and uh, they announced a Dota 2 card game. So they actually did announce a game. It's called Artifact. So I was like, "Well, this kind of defeats the purpose of next week's podcast." But no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't really at all. So I wanted to describe the how Valve kind of operates, at least from the outside and some of the sources I've read. So Valve has an open, uh, open office, open like it's an office, open office program in in their setting, uh, their work setting. So there are no real bosses and there are no real tiers on the people that work there. They're all kind of on an equal playing ground. Their desks literally have wheels where they can roll and do stuff in teams. So the reason why there hasn't been like a Half-Life 3 or Left 4 Dead 3 is anything that Valve does has to be something that they're really interested in and that they feel really confident in. They make quality products. Steam is a quality product. Half-Life, quality product. Portal, same thing. Left 4 Dead, same thing. Uh, There have been prototypes for a Half-Life Episode 3 and a Half-Life 3, apparently, from different leaks and different people have talked about it. But what happens is they don't feel like when they make that product, it is of the quality or like basically when they make something, they're like, is this good enough for us to finish or is this good enough to exist on our platform or to for us to put our name on it? So they haven't actually made Half-Life 3 that they're proud of or they feel can follow up Half-Life, the episodes and the, the actual Half-Life 2. So it's, it's kind of a weird concept because most companies you know you have your hierarchy you go from the programmers all the way up to like the ceo but you have gabe newell gabe newell gabe newell however you say it gaben and what when he has a thought or some kind of idea most people will flock to him and help him with his concepts because he is the ceo he's the big man on campus technically even though technically Everybody is on the same playing field. Everybody respects him and they like his concepts and ideas. So it feels like I'm not there. I, I can't tell firsthand, but it feels like everybody kind of wanted to go towards the VR market and then Steam. They wanted to focus on Steam as a platform, and then they want to co- then it ended up being their focus on HTC Vive which they actually have a portal minigame type thing called The Lab in there, which has turrets and stuff. It looks kind of cool. I can't play it. I don't got v- VR myself. But the concept of Half-Life actually having a third game, it probably, it might not ever happen. We don't know. That's the problem. So I know that the memes are out there like, oh, yeah, before I'll be 85 and Half- uh, Game Newell's granddaughter will... Uh. <laughs> Wow, I just butchered that. Let me try this again. Well, I'm 85 years old, and Game Newell's grandfather, or my grandson, announces Half-Life 3, and I'm sitting in my wheelchair, and I'm playing Half-Life 3. Finally, it's 2095. You know, those stupid jokes. Yeah. Who knows if that... I feel like we'll eventually get a three. And it's the joke, another joke, that Valve can't count to three. But I feel like they just make really quality things. And then it's just like, okay, we got this platform we're focusing on. Okay, we're focusing on VR. And this company is kind of spread thin. I don't think there's, there's not many people that work there. I mean, there's a lot of people that work there. But Steam is a giant platform. They have millions of subscribers and millions of people that actually go on there every single day and download stuff. They got to manage the community, they got to manage the downloads, they got to manage the store pages, they got to manage the developers that go into the store pages. And then they got Dota, which is one of the biggest esports out there. So they got to manage all that. And then they it's just a lot of stuff. And I just feel like as the company went on, they just kind of stopped focusing on making game games because i say artifact okay they announced artifact which i don't know if i said the name earlier but that's that dota 2 card game i feel like it's more it's more of just getting on the trend of the card games that have been out there and i feel like they think they can do a really good job at it and most likely it was the internal dota team that made that game which makes sense you know so i mean announcing a half-life at an internet the international doesn't make sense so who knows maybe one day we will see a half-life game but it's really up to valve and i know when it comes out it will be for a technical reason because every time they bring out a game it's for some kind of technical thing or some kind of new gameplay concept because you got half-life one one of the coolest shooters ever, you don't have cutscenes, but the story is built into the gameplay and the environments and what pe- you know, the cutscenes happen in front of you. Nothing stops. the action keeps going. And then they did that again with Half-Life two, but now it has a beautiful graphics engine and a really amazing, groundbreaking physics system. So, they're like, okay, well, we're going to make episodic. They're going to, we're going to do episodic content. So they're some of the first people to do episodic content. So they made episode one, Half-Life two, episode two, Half-Life two. And those were actually excellent games. And they improved on the formula from the first, well, the se- the sequel. They've improved on Half-Life two and they increased the storytelling and they made you feel for the characters. They increased the emotion and the dialogue and the care uh, and characterization and, then they leave it on a cliffhanger. And people are just so... They love all the characters. They love what happened. They they just want to see more of this universe. And I understand. I do too. I really would love a Half-Life 3. But it seems like every time they make something new, there is usually a technical advan- advan- advancement to um, allow them to do it. Because I feel like they're more interested in the tech part of it than they are... Or they're more interested in making new ideas than rehashing stuff. So I feel like maybe in the future, if they make a Half-Life 3, it'll be a VR game. Because they are so into VR. But who knows? They might make another FPS, but it might have the most beautiful graphics and the best lighting. Maybe the lighting is insane or whatever. And it's just the best looking and playing game you've ever played. Or it could just be, okay, here's Source. Well, they already have Source 2, which is out. Maybe they'll make a Source 3. And it's just the best graphics engine that's ever been made. And it's the best optimized game or the best 4K game. But honestly, when I look at Valve and the games they make, they always try to push the envelope. And I don't feel like they're just going to say, okay, yep, here's another Half-Life. Here's a continuation of the story with the same exact graphics. I know some people wouldn't mind that. I probably wouldn't mind that. But I feel like... Okay, let's just go down the line for the other games real fast and see. Let me explain what I mean a little bit more. Yeah, Left for Dead. Awesome multiplayer with hordes of zombies all you know going at the same time. They were groundbreaking. There's other games that did that too, but this is one of the first multiplayer co-op games where it was that action packed and that cooperative. And there's so many strategies in Left 4 Dead. That's a fun game to play especially if you have a good team Horde Mode before Horde Mode mode existed actually if you think about it and then they have Portal which obviously came from a small uh, group of people who made it for like a college project and uh, it was a concept you put a portal somewhere and then you put a portal somewhere else and you can go through it and made really cool puzzles on it and it was a new idea then they made Portal 2 and then just expanded on that universe, that that really weird sci-fi portal universe with a really good sense of humor. And then they added to the portal guns with the different gels where you can slide fast or bounce off of them. Or there's a gun where it turns the walls white where you can play place portals now, which is cool. They added more to the puzzles and they added more to the, universes, the universe of portal. And the graphics were great, too. They were... A, step up a pretty massive step up actually if you look at them and then they added co-op to it too so anytime valve makes a game it's quality they focus on quality they're like like but i wasn't about to say bethesda but their games are pretty buggy but they do have some quality games they're just a little buggy but mostly i'm thinking blizzard blizzard makes some of the best games period because they take their time overwatch is just so polished it's so beautiful it plays so good. All the characters have their own place. Uh Diablo Diablo is just so great. The loot is fun. They've messed up with Diablo's three auction house, but you know, everybody messes up from time to time. I'm just saying. <laughs> Blizzard does the same thing that Valve does. Valve just makes sure that their games are stellar before they put them out. And I was looking at some quotes earlier just to kind of refresh my memory about Valve and about this topic, uh, there was some a developer that said that there were prototypes for Half-Life Three out there, but they weren't happy with them, and they're not going to put anything out until they're happy with it. Which I feel like I've said a few times now. So, yeah. Will Will Valve ever make Half-Life Three, or can Valve count the three? Probably. I would say the answer is probably. And I feel like we'll get a game that has a three in, 3 in the title probably within the next 10 years. And I don't think they're in a rush to get there, but I think it's going to happen eventually. And when it does, I'll be there, and millions of others will be there day one. Whew. That was a pretty intensive topic. I hope you guys enjoyed this Frantic Thoughts. I feel like it was a shorter episode, maybe around 30-ish minutes something along those lines i kind of like this format nice and short and to the point uh if you have any feedback for me come over to my twitter it's at frantic society frantic s-o-c-i-e-t-y on twitter if you are listening to this on a podcast app or if you downloaded it from itunes check me out on youtube just Google just Google Frantic Thoughts or go to bit.ly slash frantic sub. That's Frantic S-U-B. If that's it for this week, it sounds like, it feels like sort of a shorter episode, but I kind of enjoyed just randomly talking today. and Talking about Valve is really nice to me because they are one of my favorite companies and they make some of my favorite games. I'll catch you next week on Frantic Thoughts sorry this episode was so rambly see you later guys bye peace out bye